Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Exurgat Deus, et disipentur et amici eius, et fugiant quio deum a pace eius. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. <clears throat> Israel and Hamas. I don't even know what to say about all this. I mean, I know what to say about all this. It's just I don't know how hot I'm going to get on this topic. On the Feast of Our Lady of Victory, a heavily coordinated attack was executed on the nation of Israel. And it's funny because the wide variety of hot takes shows exactly how many divisions you can have in this topic. <clears throat> Catholics, by and large, even the traditional Catholics, have said, hey, you know, <clears throat> it's a tragedy. It's beyond a tragedy. Anybody who can look at what they did when doing the attack, and not be absolutely outraged. I mean, the utter brutality of it. It's impressive in the worst possible way. But the way the battle lines are drawn across our society 
I got to be honest with you, it's really obvious that we are suffering from an immense diabolic di disorientation because there's not there's not justification on both sides to be blunt. Hamas has proven the barbarism of the Mohammedan. It's not a bug, it's a feature. And I can't wrap my head around why Israel didn't respond to the warnings that something was good, like this was going to happen. I mean, I can suspect, I'm reasonably certain I do know, but I cannot wrap, wrap, wrap my head around the banality and the wickedness of a group that would see the warning, see the writing on the wall, and not stop it. It's not to say that I don't comprehend it. I just don't want to. Because what it means, I don't think a lot of people are ready for. So let's see if we can't peel this apart some, figure out exactly where our line is supposed to be, and sort of plot out what's, what is to come. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangeli, defende nos in proelio. Contra niquitiam et insidias, diaboli est opraecidium. Impere fili deus, supplicas de precamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, santanam aliosque spiritus malignos, quiet perditionum animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum nitrude. Amen. Por Jesus sacratissimum miserere nobis. Mater dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatus Carolus e Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I suppose we can start with the facts. The fact is, Mohammedans are not saved. But neither are the Jews. The Jewish government of Israel proved it by disregarding the warnings. There's not a small degree of this that I don't think was deliberate. <clears throat> One of the first responses that everybody had when this was popping off was going, wait a minute, they've got the most advanced surveillance systems in the world. So how did they not know this was coming? And I will concede, as I have conceded before, that the paragliders, that was new. You know, it's not exactly... <clears throat> it's not exactly normal for that, for that type of approach. But it does illustrate 
how even simple aviation assets can provide a tremendous amount of advantage on a battlefield. Now, I'm not calling what they did a battlefield. It was a massacre. It was a slaughter. It was butchery. It was the most debasing conduct on display in quote-unquote combat that I think we've seen in thousands of years. But I also want to remind you of something. The Ottoman Turks did the same. The Muslim hordes in Jerusalem, under Catholic Jerusalem, they did the same. What you saw was not a bug. It wasn't an accident. That's a feature. It has been a feature. And now that we finally get to see it, now you can understand the threat. And that's just a plain fact. Now we can understand the threat that we face. The only thing that really, really wounds me in this whole thing are the souls that went to hell because we've allowed ourselves to continue to inhabit a world of moral relativism. It was a horror to see the butchery conducted by the Muslim hordes. Without a doubt. But if you saw what I saw in the videos before those airborne troops those soldiers of the devil before they landed if you saw what I saw if you saw the video I mean the video you know the video of the music festival what do you think was happening there do you think it was just a bunch of young adults dancing around it was a rave effectively I mean they call it a music festival it was a rave what do you think happens in a place like that I would argue actually having been involved in that sort of stuff when I was significantly younger I would argue that what they were doing there the wages of sin is death. We know this. The things that go on during activities like that their wages, their proper payoff, is death.
So the thing that actually wounds me is not the butchery, it's not the massacre, it's not the utter violence and depravity by which these things happen. It was the loss of the souls. Because in all of them, there was not a martyr. No one there was lost for the cause of Christ. They were just butchered. There were souls that did not have the sacraments as they left this world. That's the tragedy. And yes, they were scared. And yes, to some degree, uh, God willing, I hope at least one or two repented. I hope they were given the opportunity of final penitence. I don't see how that mechanism plays out, but I hope that they were given the opportunity of final penitence. <clears throat> because it's not the death and destruction and mayhem. It's not the actual bloodshed that bothers me. To be sure, it doesn't. It's the loss of souls. There's a priest um, who was quoted, and, and I'm really glad that his tweet was quoted on Twitter. The Palestinian Christians, because those exist, are in a real tight spot. Now, I don't know how many of them are Protestant or Catholic, but the fact is, is that there are Palestinian Christians, and they are not interested in what Hamas is doing, and they're not interested in dealing with Israel. And again, it's about the souls. Because it doesn't matter if when you're dying, your head is cut off or you're raped to death or whatever. The fact is, is that you're dying. The fact is, is that in that moment, you're being confronted one way or another with your final judgment, with your individual judgment. Those souls, <clears throat> upon being shaken loose from their mortal coil, go immediately to receive their, their judgment. And I'm hoping the babies, the toddlers, they didn't have anything to do with anything. I'm hoping. But you got to be baptized. Otherwise, you're not. Well, I'll put it this way. There are no guarantees. And God in His grace may do something about that because they were butchered and they were innocent. But that's up to God and it's His justice and it's His mercy and He does with it as He wills. So I hope and I pray that those, that those children, those toddlers, those babies were offered final penitence That's the tragedy. It's not about the death. 
if you're a Catholic and you're worried, oh, it was, oh, but it was butchery. Okay, and? The martyrs of the church suffered butchery. They suffered torture and torment. Just as bad, if not worse, than many of these people. The tragedy is not in the death of the body. The tragedy is in the death of the soul. <clears throat> so I don't really ultimately care. Oh, it's a war. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. We've been there before. I mean, this region is famous for it. They're legend over it. So, like, what do I care? What do I care about the destruction of the body? I care more about the destruction of the soul. Now, from a societal standpoint, this illustrates everything that we were, everything that we were said, told that we weren't allowed to say in the aftermath of nine eleven. This illustrates who these people are, what they've chosen to follow. In the aftermath of these attacks, Black Lives Matter has expressed their support for the actions of these monsters, of these demons. <clears throat> the other side of that fence has been the, the neocons and the psychopaths in the establishment who are like, an attack on Israel is an attack on America. No, it's not. It's not an attack on America. It's an attack on Israel. What's an attack on America is what the government is about to do, the government of these United States is about to do to its citizens to justify whatever action it takes so that it can sprinkle the little pixie dust and we can forget about what this government has been doing to its own citizens for the last decade. And in particular, the last three years. All Israel is to an American citizen is a distraction from what is really going on here at home. As these baby killers try to act outraged, and to be sure, and I'm going to say it like this, okay? Nikki Haley is a baby killer. She's like, let's not demonize abortion. Shut up, demon. The whole reason why we're being able to be duped the way we are as a society, the whole reason why everybody is in this state of permanent confusion is because we can't decide whether or not we're going to protect the lives of the unborn. We can't decide that we're going to defend the most defenseless among us, the unborn child. There is no regard for life if the unborn child doesn't get a chance at it. It is not for man to decide. And if we had any sense of humility, we would know we don't get to make that call. But you can't tell that to a woman in these United States. You can't tell that to Nikki Haley. Oh, we, we shouldn't be demonized. Yes, actually, we should be. It is the most demonic thing that we can be doing. 
And because we allow that in our country, we don't have the right perspective to be able to judge anything else that's going on around the world. Truth has no concord with evil. Evil doesn't even have concord with other evil. Let me illustrate. Hamas would slaughter and butcher and rape and throw off of buildings every member of the so-called LGBTQ community. Let's look at the other side of the political aisle in America real quick. You got BLM, you have the LGBTQ Nazis, you have the transgender psychopaths, you have the climate Nazis. And Hamas would butcher them all. And there's a mixed bag across that whole spectrum where they're looking at it and they're going, well, we support, we stand with Palestine. No, I don't stand with Palestine. Palestine's a trash nation with trash people. And to be sure, there are saints over there, more than likely. There are people who are trying to live out the truth of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I pray that many of them, if they are not actually Catholic, that they will receive the graces of final penitence because they are baptized, presumably. Israel supports sodomy. They support abortion. Depending on your level of, you know, like I never really studied that much about the nation of Israel, and honestly, I could care less now. But I do know that it's fairly common for people of Israeli blood to countenance usury as well. And since I know what those evils have done to this country, I know exactly how morally depraved Israel actually is as a nation. And it proves out because the government had the warnings from Egypt. The government had the warnings that this attack was coming. And rather than stop it, they let it go so that they would have an excuse to declare war. Hamas... And the Palestinians like to play the victim. Well, you know what? So does Israel. And they've done this repeatedly. It's one of the reasons why I look I look back at their history and I go, well, you know, they'll figure it out on their own. They'll do whatever it is that they have to do to survive. They've done exactly that in the past. So why? Why are we going to get directly involved? I don't actually care. Why would we get involved? The Yom, Kippur, the Yom Kippur War, they were victors. The Six-Day War, they were victors. They've been victorious against, against the Muslim hordes repeatedly. They currently have the most advanced military in the region. 
So why do I care? Fun fact, I don't. It's that simple. They'll figure it out on their own. They certainly don't need America. They don't need my tax dollars. They don't, they don't need your children. They don't need any of that. They can handle it on their own. That tiny little nation has managed to stay alive despite all odds being against them, supposedly. <clears throat> so what do I care? What I care about is that when they do their retaliatory strikes, there are more souls lost. What I care about is that this, <clears throat> the priest who made mention of the fact that there are Christians on both sides of this who are being butchered, who are going to be butchered. It only reminds me that this is, on a level, a biblical chastisement, as wars often are. And when it goes to this level, neither the good nor the bad are spared. The Lord makes the sun and the rain to fall upon the good man and the sinner alike. There's only so much that could have been done to prevent this. But the fact that one side never even made move one to do so kind of indicates exactly where we're at. <clears throat> and in America, the response, particularly amongst Protestants, has been absolutely laughable. To my Protestant brethren, when you look at a conversation with a Jew, do you make any attempt whatsoever to convert them to the cause of Christ? I mean, you believe in Jesus Christ, ostensibly. You believe in the Holy Spirit. You believe in God the Father, ostensibly. So, you know the Scripture says that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to the Father but by Him. So do you make any attempt to convert Jews to Christianity? I am not a proselyte or an evangelist. You could say that if, if there's any form of evangelism that I try to do, it is... <clears throat> Similar to the sort of evangelism, it's like planting a seed with a sledgehammer. It works. But God has long since stripped me of the capacity to convince people. And so I issue forth the seeds in a sense of love, and I try to allow the, the waters of life to emanate from me out of a sense of love but it is not in my hands to do anything beyond letting someone know what the truth is and encouraging them to follow the truth. And if they don't want to, I don't care. If you decide that you would prefer to worship Odin, yet another one of those baby-killing pagan faiths, fine. 
I'm not going to countenance your retardation. I'm simply going to tell you bluntly, you are wrong. I actually had the conversation, a conversation with that, uh, with a coworker where he's like, well, I kind of do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, you may want to look into St. Boniface because he's principally the reason why they don't sacrifice babies by hanging them by their entrails from an oak tree anymore. Well, they never did. There's actually no every pagan faith has done that in history. All. All of the pagan faiths have done that in history. That was a sign of worship. That was a sign of obeisance. That was the offering made to their demonic gods. You owe the docility and the relative peace that we still have in the world not to any pagan deity. You owe it to Christ. You owe it to the Catholic Church. Those noble savages in the New World, as they like to refer to the Native Americans, those Native, those Native Americans were converted Catholics. Period. Full stop. American history likes to forget that before these United States spread across the plains from sea to shining sea, there were Jesuits and Franciscans preaching the word of God. Bringing souls to Christ. And the reason why they don't recognize them is because most Protestants think that Catholicism is another pagan religion, which is ridiculous on its face. Because the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith, while we have a problem with people who are apostate and preaching heresy and apostasy and schism, the Catholic faith does not have a problem with continuity. It does not have a problem with consistency. You come to Christ or you are damned. You honor the saints. for their perfections, the things that they were able to do. Because they're just people. Just people. And they managed to conform their lives to Christ on that level. That Christ gave them the graces and the powers of special signs and wonders to confirm that they were his friends. You see, one of the things that people fail to realize is that the more holy a person is, the less the laws of physics actually apply to them. Case in point. <clears throat> I should say the less those physical natural laws apply to them. Case in point. <clears throat> Saint Padre Pio, bore the, he bled from his hands and feet and side for 50 years. He bled from his hands and feet and side for 50 years. He had the secret sixth wound on his shoulder. 
for 50 years. And the blood didn't smell pungent. It smelled of roses. And he suffered greatly physically as a victim soul for priests. He's known to have bilocated, which is to say, to have been physically in two places at the same time. Those are defiance of natural laws. Those are defiance of what science said is supposed to be says is supposed to be possible. Because Padre Pio was Christ's friend. St. Joseph of Cupertino was Christ's friend, which is why when he prayed, he levitated. So that the other monks in his abbey had to tie him down to keep him from floating off into the distance. St. Joseph of Cupertino, known as the Flying Friar, was gifted with the capacity when, when the machinery that was being used to construct the cathedral broke down and they weren't able to lift the capstone of the building, he just picked up the capstone and put it in place. Hundreds of feet in the air. And he was able to do this. Why? Because he was Christ's friend. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. God verifies his closest friends 
by giving them powers beyond the natural. And they don't ask for them. They don't, they don't misuse them. They're just like, oh, hey, I've got to do this thing. Let's do this thing. I need to walk on water. Let's walk on water. Hey, if we're, <clears throat> hey, we're fleeing from some people. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw my cloak in the water. We're going to ride the cloak across the river. These are things that happen. <clears throat> How do I know the Catholic faith is true? Because the Virgin Mother of God appeared to three shepherd children to warn them that the war that, that was currently going on was not going to be the last of it if men did not stop sinning and offending God. Pray the rosary. Go to Mass. Go to confession. Receive Holy Communion. That's what she, that's what she said. Stop offending God. Do penance for the sacrilege and the blasphemy of other men. And then to prove it, she told the children in July of 1917, on July 13th of 1917, she told the children in three months, in three months, in October of, two, of 1917, that she would come back to this place and perform a sign. And the children told the people, which is why everybody was there in the first place. Because they were like, there's no way this can't be. At the time, Lisbon was the atheist capital of the world. Oppressed by communists and Freemasons who were running the government in Portugal. The whole countryside knew that these three children had said that God was going to perform a miracle in that location for all of them to see, for all of them to know, and for all of them to understand that what was happening there was his mother showing up to these children and showing them the fate of the world and what they needed to do to save their souls and to save as many other souls as they could. Because the Virgin Mother of God was not really concerned about the bloodshed. She showed them a vision of hell where poor souls go. The Virgin Mother of God wasn't overly concerned about the chastisements that were coming to happen. She was concerned about the transgressions that mankind was committing against God to the damnation of their souls. And that it was terrible and it was horrifying for these things to have to come to pass. But souls, 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 that was the priority. And three months later, in the presence of at least 70,000 people in that location and visible for a radius of 33 miles... The sun 
unmoored itself from its location in the sky and danced. It changed color and it danced. And while everybody was sitting there looking, miracle, miracle, marvel, marvel, all of a sudden the sun showed the blasted point. The whole reason for this. As it threatened to come down and consume all of the people. <clears throat> and as it approached the earth in a roiling ball of fire, the people fell to their knees and screamed out their sins, confessed their sins into the open and cried out for mercy. Mercy, Lord, mercy! 32 miles away, a 12-year-old boy who was shepherding sheep looked up into the sky, saw the sun coming down as a ball of fire ready to consume the whole world, and he ran. His testimony states that I do not know what happened to the sheep that day. What became of them? All I know was my fear. And I ran, and I ran, and I ran. I still dream to this day of that fear, and I often wake up running. About a dozen miles away from the location, a school sees. They look out the window. They can see the changing of the colors. They go outside. They go outside to see what's going on and see the sun roiling down at the earth. Thirty-three miles around, this was visible, seen by hundreds of thousands of people. predicted this miracle, predicted three months in advance by three illiterate kids. Lucia dos Santos and Francisco and Jacinta Marto. Saints. Now, you can choose to believe the message or not. This is private revelation. But what you cannot choose to believe, you cannot choose to discard the fact that as a historical event, this thing happened. And the reason why you can't choose to, to disbelieve it is because if you go to Wikipedia, you can Google Our Lady of Fatima and go to the Wikipedia page. And on the Wikipedia page, there is a link that will take you to the historical records of the government of Portugal. The historical records of the government of Portugal that will verify that these things happened. And you can draw the conclusion about the message because the message is technically 
private revelation. It is the most public of private revelation since every pope has said some significant thing about this thing since it happened. Pius XII talked about it. More recently, John Paul II and Benedict XVI have talked about it. You can question the message. You cannot question the event. The event happened. These people saw this. And this wasn't revealed to some Pentecostal minister. This wasn't revealed to some Presbyterian cleric. This wasn't revealed to some Jehovah's Witness. This was revealed to Catholics. And it is only Catholics who would recognize that the Virgin Mother of God is still active and present in this world 2,000 years after the death and resurrection of her son. It is Catholics who recognize that in the historical tradition, it is not the wife of the king who is queen. It is the mother of the king who is queen. And Mary is the mother of Christ Jesus, king of kings. What does that mean? If he is the king of kings, then she is the queen. She's the queen of angels. She's the queen of saints. She's the queen of martyrs. And there is nothing that she does outside of his will. Because she is both the symbol of and mother to the church. And whether or not you believe it, I don't care. I am only responsible to tell you the truth. If you reject the truth, that is on you. You can choose to burn in hell. That is your choice. It is not my choice to fail to tell you the truth. It is not my right to deny you of the opportunity of hearing the truth and conforming yourself to it. That is not my right. I must speak the truth. The truth is, without baptism, every single one of those people who are dying in Israel and in Gaza, all of them are dying and they're going to hell without baptism. Without receiving our Lord Jesus Christ, They die and burn. Period. Full stop. That's it. Christ is not the privileged way. He is the only way. And to listen to American Protestants talk about, we need to knock that dome of the rock off of that mount so they can build the third temple. And we can 
and we can usher in the coming of Jesus. You people are fools, and you're doing the devil's work. You should be operating to convert the Jews. These are not our elder brethren in the faith. They're the ones who walked away. Period. They're the ones who killed. Period. They're the ones who rejected. Period. You should be doing what you can to bring them to repentance. And if you're not, if you're worried about ushering in the second coming of Jesus by building, the, by rebuilding and building the third temple, you're doing them a disservice and you're doing yourselves a disservice. Vade retro satana. I'm not interested in the construction of the temple at Jerusalem beyond, beyond the historical marker of such a thing. But it may be very different what it means to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. I haven't spent a whole lot of time studying it. Rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem may very well actually mean knocking the dome of the rock off. Because it's tied with, because in St. John's Apocalypse, his letter to the Catholic Church It's not exactly clear if they're going to continue, if they're going to build it and resume that awful rite of slaughtering animals, which has already been long since rejected by God. It very well may be that they lop the dome of the rock off of there, they repent and come to Christ and actually build a cathedral, a basilica, on that location. There's a historical marker. I know that they were waiting to do it. I know that they have all of the construction components built. They've had it built for some 20 or 30 years. Because you can do wonders with prefabrication. And beyond the historical marking of act like the sign of the times, looking at it and going, hey, they're doing this thing. I don't actually care. They have the wrong symbol on their national flag. It's weird because the Star of David was always described as a pent-alpha. Pent-alpha. The five A's. Well, the star, the star in the flag of Jerusalem is not five. It's six. You know what nation has the five A's on it? Ethiopia.
you could argue that the people who are currently occupying the, the Holy Land are all imposters. That case can be made. They're all imposters. The Palestinians pretend that their history goes back to the Philistines. The Philistines were Greek. The Israelis believe that they have a claim. They have, and they have this claim not because they make the claim. They have the claim. They have this claim because Britain and America gave them the claim. In the 1940s, they said, we're going to put this here. So this way you guys have some place to go. And in the succeeding 80 years, their nation is a nation of bankers and sodomites. Things I don't comprehend. You have the traditional Jewish community, the Hasidic Jews. You have traditional Jews, guys who claim to follow the old law. What does it say in the old law when corruption like sodomy spreads across your country? What does it say when your national leaders endorse sodomy in the old law? And what do you do to repent of that? I mean, Scripture's clear. Scripture is dead-ass clear. Are there no laws in the old law about modesty or abortion? Are there no laws about sodomy? Are there no laws about morality in the old law? Because the question I actually have is if you can't follow the law, Are you still chosen? Because the caveats in all of sacred scripture is is if you love me, you will obey my commands. And if you obey my commands, you will be my people and I will be your God. To be sure, they are the chosen people. They're a benchmark. They are a benchmark. But they don't get to be God's children. Except as it is understood in the gospel according to John. And those that knew him and those that recognized him. To them he gave the power to become sons of God. But if they're of the world, then they rejected him and they knew him not. 
He was a light shining in the darkness, and the darkness understood it not. If you can't follow his commands, then you don't love him. And Israel is not following his commands. So they have no claim. And if they have no claim, and the Muslims are nothing but monstrous, demonic, diabolical butchers, then they have no claim. And really, the Muslims have no claim because all they are is just a version of Arianism. You know, they're just another they're just another Christian heresy, but they're a Christian heresy that has managed to gain enough prominence because they have some kind of weird understanding of what it is to be a man versus a woman. But they're not any less degenerate. And we've seen their depravity on full display. So to everybody who's like, oh, I stand with Israel. I stand with Palestine. I stand with neither. My king is Christ. And both of those people reject him. What concord does truth have with lies? What compromise can good have with evil? None, if we are to properly work out our salvation. None. Don't get me wrong, we can play the chess game of choosing the lesser of two evils. And I've said, if it were me, if I were Israel, and disregarding any questions about how that crap managed to happen, which I got to be honest with you, I think it was done on purpose. I think it was allowed to happen on purpose. So they had the excuse. But notwithstanding that question, if I were Israel, and what happened this last weekend happened, and I had the power to change it, I had the power to make policy, I had a power to do something about it, when asked, I would simply answer, what Gaza Strip? You want to make an attack like that? We can eradicate you. You want to be butchers and monsters and demons? Cool. There's no place for you in this world. And if other people want to join in, hey, whatevs, there's no place for you in the world either. Because everybody's, oh, they're constantly saying, death to Israel, death to America. Well, you finally got to see what that actually means this last weekend. And it was in small scale. Expand that to the Iranian nation. Expand that to Syria. Expand that to Hezbollah and Lebanon. Expand that to the whole of the Muslim world. 
These are degenerate beasts who do these things. There is no light of God in these people. They have rejected him. They have rejected the Trinity. They have rejected the Savior. <clears throat> there is no middle ground. We don't have to actively go out to destroy them, but when they come calling, do something. But it is more wise for us to shut the border. It is more wise for all of these people who are in these cities protesting in favor of Palestine or Israel, deport them all and let them fight that shit out over there. Get them all out of the country. You want to fight? Go fight. You want to rabble-rouse? Go rabble-rouse over there. We don't need you over here. I don't need you people in my city. I don't need you people around my family. I don't need you people around my community. You want to go do something? Go do something. There is nothing stopping you from getting on a plane and going and fighting the, and taking the fight to whoever. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And the Lord is not in this. This is a chastisement. This is a distraction. It's plain and simple. And any politician on any side of the aisle, Dan Crenshaw most especially, Dan Crenshaw is the extra special recipient of my ire because he should know better. He should know better, and he doesn't. For whatever reason, now, it could be, it could be that he's just that stupid, and that's, you know, not unlikely. He is a politician, after all, and they're pretty dumb. But you're not going to preach to me about what America needs to do overseas when you can't even preach to me about what America is supposed to do for her own citizenry. You want to fight all of the crap going on out there, close the border, secure our cities, make our nation safe for us to raise our children in, and quit stripping us of our capacity to work for our own living. You want to do something for America, forget about Israel, forget about Ukraine, forget about all that crap over there, and focus on what's going on here. And until you do that, until you pull your head out of your ass and get that damned eye patch off your face and see what is going on in America, I don't want to hear it out of you. I don't want you to talk to me about foreign affairs. There are people starving in the streets of America. There are people dying to drug overdose in America. There are people being raped and murdered in America. You think I'm worried about Hamas militants running around Israel cutting people's heads off? I don't give a damn. There are psychopaths in America who are doing that. And what are you doing? Nothing. You've allowed this administration to get away with an open border where we have taken in close to 10 million people. And how many of them are these psychopaths? Because it's not majority Mexico. It's not majority the Northern Triangle. 
Not anymore. It's now a plurality. And now we're getting people from all over the world, from Afghanistan, from Pakistan. We're getting people from everywhere. And you've done nothing. You are setting this up to happen in this country. That same barbarism that happened over there, you have set it up to happen over here because you would not open up your damned mouth and stop these people from keeping this border open. You have not made us safer. Going into Israel isn't making us safer. Fighting in Ukraine isn't making us safer. You are endangering us here. And until you can recognize that, I don't want to hear a damned word out of your mouth. You can shut down your whole Twitter account and resign. And while that's specifically directed at Dan Crenshaw, that is actually directed at every politician who opens their damned mouth about this topic, but will not stand for the people they are supposed to serve. And every day they don't, they prove a lie to this system. Oh, but the American government is the best type of government in the world. No, the hell it's not, because the best type of government takes care of their own population. The best type of government recognizes that their nation are actually their family. But this can't be a nation of your family because we're a melting pot from all over the world and we don't even actually have the same heritage. We don't have the same belief systems. In this country, that butchery overseas is allowed here. You want proof? Look around. I don't care about over there. Beyond the souls lost, I don't care. You'll hear in those days wars of wars and rumors of wars, of pestilence and famine. You'll You'll hear of these things. But don't be distracted. That's actually kind of the core message. You'll hear of all of those things, but don't be distracted. Because while you're busy running around the world, gallivanting around a whole, the whole planet, trying to be deadly do-right, your people are suffering. The people that you have sworn to serve are suffering. And what are you doing about that? Nothing. So damn you. Pray for these people's conversion. The sooner they get their head out of their ass, the better. I think I care about over there. And neither should you. Neither should you. Can't do right by your own people. What are you going to do for other people? <clears throat> what moral high ground could a nation that allows the slaughter of its most innocent people 
the unborn children, what moral high ground could they possibly have? Well, maybe there's some kind of compromise. No, dude, there's not a compromise with murder. And any of you fools who attempt to do so are simply trying to split the baby. So congratulations, you're about as bright as Solomon. Oh, that's really bright. Really? Lest we forget, he brought the ruin of his people by letting in strange gods. It was the number of Solomon that was 666. 666 talents. That was the tribute offered to Solomon. He was a temporal king and he rejected God, and he brought calamity on his people. That's the number of the beast. The number of the beast is the number of a man who puts calamity on his own people by rejecting God. So in that, you could say that Joe Biden is 666. And you cannot dispute the fact that he has brought nothing but calamity on this country. <clears throat> Pray for his repentance. Pray for the repentance of all these retards running for office. Pray for the repentance of all these morons in office. Pray for all of their repentance that they pull their head out of their ass and see the truth and the light of the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. That they see the truth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that they figure out that without Christ, they go to hell. Period. Full stop. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand, and his chastisement is coming. Repent, because the mercy of the Lord endures forever. But those who will not receive his mercy those who will not accept his grace will receive his justice. And in the days as of today, like today, I should say, the good and the bad will suffer. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen.